Outstanding. Back again with the Russell, the Law, Big Bets Ooze, your host, C-Baby. Another crazy week of football. The Eagles almost yeah. lost to uh, Ooze's Colts, but they won by a point. The Cowboys, whoop, whoop, Dallas, beating up uh, the Vikings. Uh, the Giants lost to the Lions. The Titans beat the Packers. The Jets won off of that uh, that kickoff return at the end. The Broncos lost again in a low-scoring game. The Steelers almost won, but the Bengals beat them. And then that crazy game last night with the Chiefs and the Chargers. And I'm probably missing some uh, crazy finishes or highlights from the week. But here we are, week 11. Lance Hughes, how are you guys doing? Uh, good. Um, well, good and in health, you know. Glory, glory be. Um, but fantasy, I'm I'm struggling in all leagues this year. Injuries or the injury bug has bitten every single part of all my teams. We talked. We we're just talking about it before we got on here. Cooper Cup, uh, Jared Judy, Mike Mike Williams in one league, just to say. But yeah. Yeah, that Jerry oh, Judy bug hit Cortland Sutton too. Yeah, I think, I think it's, the, it's the QB bug. Yo, that just crazy. Uh, Imagine. Oh man, let's ride. Well, we, let's ride. Well, we got a good show. We got a good show per usual. We got the news. We got Week Eleven review studs duds, and we have some starts and sits for Week Eleven going into Thanksgiving week. So why don't you start us off with the news, Zeus? Yeah. Um, when you guys listen to this, you, you know, we had one show a week. So happy Thanksgiving to all. It's coming this Thursday. What that means, Thanksgiving games. we got three of them. The early game is Buffalo-Detroit. Um, uh, Josh Allen, just, I don't know, that elbow injury he got, it's just, uh, it's lingering and it, not in a good way. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, I can see him throwing and it, He's throwing under stuff, not uh, a usual characteristic for him, but crazy. We got the main game, the four o'clock game, when everybody's sitting down, eating, or even having already ate the Dallas and New York Giants game, battle for two, right? Uh, it's battle for two, yeah. you know, the, the Dallas. Yep. Well, it's a battle for two. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys or what? Um, we lost two. Lost two. Three. Three? So six and three? Three, I think. Yeah. Six and three, and then um, the Giants is seven and two, I believe, right? Seven and two. Um, didn't they just lose? Yeah, they just lost. And they lost to us, and they lost another game. So I think they're also. Or six and three? Six and three. Six, oh, this is definitely the battle for number two, then. This is, this is, this is lovely. Love to see it. Um, who will take the number two? Because the Eagles obviously found their way back on the winning track. You know, coming back, 10 point, 10 point deficit against the Colts at home. Um, in the fourth quarter, Jalen Hurts and, and, and Nick, Nicky Six, you know, former Colts offensive coordinator, which we definitely need, um, whooped on us and, you know, celebrated in our stadium. Um, the last game, Patriots versus Minnesota. I, I don't think really anybody's going to be watching that game because we're going to be sleeping from the turkey, right? So, um, <laughs> <laughs> major itis. <laughs> major itis on that, on that point. Especially, well, you know, you want to see, hopefully, Minnesota gets back on the winning track because I, I actually enjoy them winning. Um, but them putting up three points and, you know, disconnecting their game, doing Madden, you know, and, and, and storming up with the controller. Last week, it's absolutely insane. You know, no what I, I didn't see no Kirk Curzon with a chain on on the plane this this week. Did you? Nah, nah man. Michael Parsons snatched that John off. Michael Parsons snatched that John. Um, 
Justin Fields carted off with a shoulder injury uh, this past Sunday. Um, haven't heard any word to it day to day right now. He was really he was really going along as a running back and as a quarterback. Um, shout out to Justin Fields and Daniel Jones for grabbing me anytime touchdowns again. Um, for some reason, the Browns need a win. When the Bears need a win, Justin Fields need to need to run over 100 yards every game. It, it makes no sense. Uh, we talked about it last week. Um, OBJ visit the Giants and the Dallas Cowboys after Thanksgiving. Um, C baby really wants him on the on the Cowboys. I don't know why. Come on. You already. I mean, you have. You know, let's keep it going. Uh, so Kyle Pitts <laughs> out for the season. I know. You know. Those Kyle Pitts uh, haters like Lance are rejoicing. Um, and, and, no, you don't want to see the guy hurt. No, nah, every time look, he I, wasn't, he wasn't Daryl Questionable Henderson. I, my my fantasy was not on him being fragile. Look, I did not think he was fragile. The, the, However, how do I know? How do I know that that Lance is happy about this? He usually has his whiskey glass. Today he has a nice wine glass. He is he is celebrating. <laughs> He is celebrating today, okay? On the call, he usually has a nice, you know, whiskey glass with, you know, with a, with a nice ice in there, maybe some Buffalo Trace. Uh, but now he has his wine glass and he's sipping on his so sweet pinky up. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, Melvin Gordon just got away from the Broncos. Don't really care because the whole offense, the whole team of the Broncos is just a dumpster fire. Um, Mike Williams, super unfortunate. Okay, you know he he was hurt. He was um, he was away from the team for three weeks, I believe. Came back, said he felt two hundred percent. Then left the game early with the same ankle injury. Um, Keenan Allen also came back in that same game. Uh, he was on the pitch count. It was like thirty to thirty-five snaps for him. Clyde Edwards-Helaire left the game as well for um, the Chiefs in uh, against the Chargers. Does he really have anything to show there? People really are keen on Isaiah Pacheco, and look, he's going to be starting from here on out. Uh, and that's the news. Outstanding. So we'll ride <laughs> to the studs. The scores of NFL games were a little out of control, so some of these studs and duds are going to reflect that as well. So starting at the top of the list, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, both with 30-point uh, fantasy point games. After that, Jacoby Brissett, Daniel Jones, um, Andy Dalton, Jalen Hurts, Fields, Dak, and Carr. So one thing I want to point out, <laughs> Did he freeze out of here? I got 50 oh, yards rushing, which was um, <clears throat> third most. And other than the other guys, there's Brissett on this list, Andy Dalton, Derek Carr. So what do you guys think about this, especially Daniel <clears throat> Jones? Do you think he is a valuable option this late in the season? I mean, for me, the, the only reason why I think, he... based on the team that they were playing and what they were looking for, um, he outpaced himself score-wise only because the Giants couldn't run with Saquon for some reason. Uh, defense was keying up on those uh, downs, and on the passing downs, they were dropping in the coverage and allowing Danny Jones to run. Um, what that meant was that he was able to get touchdowns and he was able to get those yards. Um, he did get some passing yards, um, but again, it, I don't know how he had pretty good points, um, better than Tom Brady has been doing, or even um, even Kirk Cousins some weeks and Derek Carr some weeks. But is he going to be somebody you can count on, except for maybe an off week that you might catch him? I don't think so. Um, you'd be better off trying to get somebody like a Geno, who's been a little bit more consistent. Or, remember, get out there and get that Sean Watson if he's sitting out there in any of your leagues because he's coming back in a few weeks. 
Yeah, for me, I think Daniel Jones is a good option. Um, you know, besides the one game uh, he had a dud, it was against the Seahawks, eight points. Besides that, he's been averaging uh, somewhere around 27, point, uh, 27 points uh, per, per, per game. Um, the reason why, his rushing. You know, like, you know, last this week, he rushed 50 yards for a t- rushing touchdown, um, threw one touchdown. He's in a he's in the same category as a uh, Justin Fields and Jalen Hurts. Imagine that. Not volume is not as crazy, but he's averaging about twenty something yards uh, rushing. You know, I mean, that's an extra two points in most leagues. Um, he has uh, four rushing touchdowns. That's more touchdowns than some more uh, some uh, starting running backs in in these days, right? Um, but for him, he's also complementing that with some passing touchdowns. So. For me, is he um, sustainable? Yes. Um, with Dallas, Washington, his next four games, which which are all, mostly three of them are no, sorry, four of them are divisional games. So you figure this is four straight, four straight, right? So Dallas, Washington, Philly, Washington. I mean, it's going to be <clears throat> it's going to be as, as absolutely headbangers for those because these guys are really battling for the number two spot. Even the number one spot if Philly starts um, dropping games. So for me, um, I like Daniel Jones. He's not sexy in the case of you know throwing all the balls and you know you see the touchdowns just keep coming in. But to be honest, he's like he's more like a Kirk Cousins that you know nobody really thought that the Vikings would go eight and one and he start you know averaging twenty points a game in fantasy. So yeah, I think I think. Um, Daniel Jones is a great pickup if you if he's still available in your league, and you know a sneaky pick on on matchups. The one thing to keep in mind, what he put up against Dallas was twelve points, which was one of his lowest. Um, then he plays Dallas next week, this next game. Washington got Chase uh, back, they so that defense, that front that line, game. is a little different than what that number says. And he plays Washington two times. And then he plays Philly, which Philly's front seven is not something to snub at. I mean, they're number one against the quarterback. Uh, so that kind of stuff is going to be hard. He might get some reprieve in Minnesota and, and Indy. Maybe not even Indy. Yeah. Really, the only game there I don't see as a question mark is possibly Indy. But another thing to keep in mind, divisional games are hard to tell, man. They're super hard to tell. Sometimes they know you so well and nothing gets done. Like anybody who watched that Jets New England game this past week, or they have no idea who you are as if they've never met you in their whole life, and you guys throw out this big old shootout game. So, like Pittsburgh and Cincinnati, those teams look like they've never played each other in their whole life. <laughs> uh, so, it's really hard to tell with divisional games whether or not they're going to be a blowout or whether or not they're going to be really close. Uh, if you're eyeing on the side of risk, you might not want Daniel Jones. If you're eyeing on a side of retention points, maybe you do want him for those rushing yards. So real quick, two things I want to mention before I ask one more question before we go to the running backs. The Jets, I saw a tweet. I think it said they averaged 2.77 inches uh, of offense in the second half. <laughs> <laughs> Not I didn't know that was inches. That's what it said. I swear to God, I don't understand how that's possible. Yeah, but these, somehow it happened. These stat nutrition's be coming out the woodworks for some crazy stats. I swear. Exactly. And then on top of that, what Lance said, I just want to emphasize that um, those divisional games. Not that you can't trust them and start your starters, but you always got to be either cautious or just you know, pay a little bit because those divisional games do get a little bit wild in some type of fashion. So real quick, before we go to the running backs, Patrick Mahomes is at the top of this list. Currently, he's QB number one for a points scoring system in the rough league. He has 281 uh, fantasy points. The next person after that is Josh Allen with 259. So the question here is, is he worth the draft uh, value that people paid 
on draft day, you know, round, let's say, what was it, three, maybe two, maybe four. And I, I say that because what I just mentioned, and I'm in a FFPC league with Cody and Sammy, and the person who's number one, we're second right now, but the guy who's number one has a Patrick Mahomes and Kelsey stack, and he's been almost blowing people out the water. Oh, I forget yeah. his other players, but that's the, I guess, the question here. Is Patrick Mahomes worth, you know, his draft capital at this point? Yeah, I think he's worth every penny, you know what I mean? Especially, like you said, like I has, I know that league has, uh, what's it, one and a half for for yeah. for tight ends. So, yep. you know, he probably went one, two with these guys. Um, <clears throat> and you, you can see it, you know, against the, um, when he played yesterday, that the, the the go ahead touchdown was to Kelsey, and it was like this open. You know, as a you know, if I was the Chargers defense, I was like, hey guys, keep everything inside, but just double double Kelsey because you know the you know his his go to is Kelsey. You know these two, and we talked about we really talked about it in the beginning of the season, right? In fantasy, is like who are really the t- targets going to be for Patrick Mahomes? And he said it himself in a, in a press conference, okay. Like, hey, the ball's going everywhere, you know, sorry, fantasy owners. And we kind of took that like, you know what, you might be right, but, you know, if you listen to Russell, like, he's right, but at the same time, Travis was is, is it, you know what I mean? Like, those shares that Tyreek Hill left, are majority of them are going to Kelsey, and you can see it in the touchdowns. So, for me, me drafting Pat Mahomes, you know, second round, third round, I'm getting, I'm getting everything I, I bought. You know what I mean? And more. Lance, yeah. chime in. I mean, yeah. So, Kelsey, and, and I was saying this when I was saying, don't draft a tight end early unless it's going to be Kelsey or possibly Mark Andrews. I would have never drafted Mark Andrews in the second round, third round. But I could understand the the logic because of what he put up last year. But at this rate, Kelsey almost lacked Mark Andrews. And, and one of our leagues, he's got 190 points to 111, he's almost doubling his points. Yeah, Mark insane. Andrews is still the clear number two tight end in the league. Yeah. So that if that's what that's what Kelsey's doing, Kel- just being te- able to te- average. Te- I was te- hoping. Oh, sorry. Technically, he's he's he's, uh, he's he's a third. <laughs> Technically, he's a third because it's Kelsey, Kelsey, then Mark Andrews. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Kelsey the first half of the season, Kelsey the second half of the season, and everybody else. <laughs> right. If you could get that out of a tight end, it's really, really great, obviously, right? But it is a very risky thing because you're really putting everything on Kelsey for that, um, and he was pretty much a lock, right? He was pretty much a lock. You may be regretting Mark Andrews. Um, now you're probably not regretting that stack of Mahomes and uh, Kelsey. But I don't – there's a lot of people that wouldn't have gone that risky, Mahomes and Kelsey. And that guy's making out, making out like a bandit if he's got both. Um, so I, I don't think it's – obviously, it's paying off for that guy this year. Would I have done both of those? I don't know that I would have done both. All right. Just had to throw that out there. All right. Running backs week 11. So we have some – Unfamiliar names here. Tony Pollard, top of the list, 33 fantasy points. Samaj P. Ryan, Najee Harris, Derrick Henry, and Jamal Williams. David Montgomery, Josh Jacobs, and Zeke. Um, Literally, there's only uh, three first-round picks in fantasy in a top 10. Say that again? There's only... Three of these guys that are, that, that are up here were first-round picks. D. Henry, D. Henry, Najee Harris, and Austin Eckler. Um, and Austin mind Eckler. you, Henry is the only one that's typically on this list. Right. Eckler has been hurt. Not really a performance issue. Harris typically has not been doing well. He did well this past time, but he had typically not been doing well. Correct. So running back crazy this year. It has been it's, it's been absolutely crazy. 
So real quick, Tony Pollard, 80 rushing yards, 109 receiving, and two touchdowns. And one big question I want to ask here about Tony Pollard and Zeke and then Williams and Swift, which is basically the same question. What do you guys think about Zeke and Pollard together next year when you draft them? And then the same thing with Williams and Swift because Tony Pollard has been very effective in the Cowboys offense. And then Williams, Dan Campbell just wants to win. So Williams has really been going off on the goal line. I think he still leads in rushing touchdowns. I'm not sure. Yeah, he does. He does. I think he has 13 now. Okay, so that's the, the question there. How do you guys <laughs> see next year, you know, Zeke, Pollard, Swift, Williams? So for me, I think they're two they're they're two different situations, but at the same time they're the same. For me, Tony Pollard and Zeke. Zeke's, I don't think Zeke's going to be there next year. I think they're going to move over. Um, I don't – well, Seaver, you could probably tell me um, if Zeke is under contract next year and if it's I, – I meant to look that up. He's, I have, I'm like 80% sure he still is. So he, I, don't, I don't remember them signing – oh, he did sign an extension because he, he, um, he sat out in preseason, I believe, two years ago. But yeah. at the same time, I think they're going to move him on. I think they already they kind of knew that they can move him on, and they knew that Tony Pollard is going to be the guy going forward. You can see that he's way more quicker than than um, um, Zeke. Mm-hmm. He's always been in the pass catching game, so for him, he's now a three down back, um, and then. The only problem was like pass protection, but they already solved that with their line, uh, offensive line getting really better. So on the on the Detroit Lions uh, um, side, De- DeAndre Swift is their running back. That's the problem. They they start with him. He's the first and second and third. He's a, he's a three down back. The problem about Jamal Williams is he gets literally ninety percent of all goal line touches. And it's been like this for the past two years. Um, so if I'm going into next year, I'm draft if I'm going to draft any Detroit Lions uh, uh, running backs, I'm drafting De- uh, Jamal Williams first and then De- uh, DeAndre Swift. Only because I know that worst comes to worst, he's going to be RB2 and flex, but guaranteed touchdowns. But DeAndre Swift is going to get the yards, which is also an RB2 um, so solid. He can get one touchdown with 170 yards. Tony Parr and Zeke. I'm not drafting Zeke again. He's burned me two years in a row. He's probably burned a lot of fancy orders two years in a row. And I'm just, I'm just, uh, I'm grabbing Tony Pollard and his handcuff. Whoever's going to be his backup or the quote unquote third string if Zeke is going to be there. Lance, real quick. Yeah, so this kind of reminds me of uh, a few years ago. The Miami Dolphins used to have this running back. Um, he led the league in touchdowns that year. He also had the lowest of all starting running backs yards per attempt. Um, the guy put up something something along the lines of like 19 touchdowns that year. And the ridiculous part about it is he wasn't a great running back and the next year he disappeared so fantasy wise everybody was looking for him to reproduce what he did if we're looking at jamal williams the guy has more touch he has almost as many touchdowns this year through week 10 as he's had in five years so far in the league put together so the guy's not a touchdown machine to start with so after this year i don't know that he's going to be able to replicate this i think this is one of those times where you saw calvin johnson put up one touchdown and 1,900 yards received. It was a fluke. It's not necessarily epidemic of him not being able to put in touchdowns. Um, same thing with Jamal Williams. The other way around, I agree with Ooze. Zeke's probably not going to be there. Um, the Cowboys are probably going to eat any cap hit they can hit, can get, and get rid of Zeke so that they don't get the full cap hit. And they're going to use Pollard. Pollard may not be as big as he is this year, but he'll certainly be one of those running backs you want in the top four rounds. 
Um, Swift, however, is also going to be one of those running backs you're going to want in the same form. I'm not taking Williams over top of Swift. Uh, I don't trust Williams to be able to continue to do this. Um, and normally, you don't see running backs all of a sudden get good six years into the league and then stay there for the seventh year. But don't you think that I because this is this happened last year too with Swift. It wasn't as prominent that, that than it was uh, uh, this year, but last year Jamal Williams did take all the um, goal line t- touches. You know, so like. But but I'm not drafting Swift, and like normally I probably wouldn't look for him before the fourth fifth round. But I'm not drafting Swift up there for all those touchdowns. I'm not drafting like, for the yeah yeah I, yeah I, I I completely agree with that, but. If it's if it's like, let's say eighth round, which I think you know after this this year, he's probably going to go higher than that. But are you drafting Swift or Jamal first? Swift. Swift all day. Swift all day. In the Swift in the eighth round. You're saying? If yeah. he's there. If he's there, yeah. Like like. Oh yeah, I I think I would take Swift just with the potential of the yardage. And the in the cat pass and, and and that's what I was saying, right? Because like Swift has Swift has RB two numbers as you know he runs like you know the eighty to hundred yards with maybe one touchdown, but it's like you give him that ten to twelve points with with some receptions, but then you have Jamal Williams that will give you fourteen, ten to fourteen points because he rushed for thirty to forty something, but you're guaranteed. Not let me say not guaranteed. But you're most likely to hit on a touchdown for that for that guy, maybe two. And, you know, in the case of last week, it was three. You know, so um, <laughs> my thing is going down there is like now I'm looking for, I guess a more than a, a boom, than a like consistent guy because I, you know I'm just I'm, I'm looking for high points every week. But that's interesting though. Yeah, that that running back was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar on the Miami Dolphins. He was oh, horrific Lord. outside of yeah. outside of all those touchdowns. Yeah. All right. Why receivers? Devontae Adams, our boy Amari Cooper, Joshua Palmer, P. Higgins, Chris Olave, Christian Watson doing his thing again, Demarcus Robinson from the Baltimore Ravens, and George Pickens. So obviously Josh Palmer because Mike Williams got hurt and Keenan Allen was on a snap count and they were really throwing it, you know, staying that game. Demarcus Robinson is a, you know, eyebrow raise to me. George Pickens, I think, had about 14 fantasy points last week and Christian Watson doing his thing again. And then the, I don't know if I mentioned him, but the, the rookie uh, Olav from New Orleans. So, you know, who are we kind of shifting our focus here on these players that, you know, are not usually top uh, studs list? Uh, I mean, for me, DeMarcus Robinson is probably the only standout on that list. It's like, well, like, good for you to have a good week, but I know you're not going to be here again. Um, Besides that, I think everybody else has been hit or miss. Um, Devonta Adams, welcome back to fantasy football. Uh, we missed you. Um, he went off for his per usual 141, two touchdowns. Absolutely amazing. Um, destroyed Patrick Sertain this the second. Yeah, destroyed him. On that, <laughs> yeah, nice play. Oh my God, what a walk off! Right, the wow. walk off uh, t- touchdown there. Um, Joshua Palmer. Find himself in, into the offense since Mike uh, Mike Williams is now gone. Is he going to put up you know eight for one hundred six and two tutties? I don't think so. With Keen Allen being back as well, but you know Keen Allen is also on, on, on a snap count. Um, George Pickens has been there, like you said, there for two weeks now. Going against the Colts on um, Monday night this week, we did not give. Any room for the Slim Reaper Smith or AJ Brown? AJ Brown had to come across the middle like a tight end most of the times for his reception. So I don't think he's going to be there next week, George Pickens. Um, but we'll see. 
Um, but yeah, I think those 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 are those are the guys that because like Demarcus Demarcus uh, Robinson is on um, on a waiver ride in some leagues, right? Like he had a career, yeah. high, career oh, yeah. high of nine t- targets. Never we haven't seen that in a while. So and Lance, real quick, redraft league next year. You have Chris Olave, Christian Watson, and George Pickens. I don't know, round six or something, round five. Which one are you taking and why? And everything this year. Um, Olave. I'm taking Olave. Um, it doesn't matter who his quarterback is, he's eaten. Uh, Pickens, on the other hand, is very dependent on whether or not Pickett or Mason Rudolph or anybody who they're putting in there, Trubisky, can actually get the ball out to him. Um, and that's a little concerning. Because the guy has the talent, he just doesn't have anybody that can get it out to him. Whereas Alave's been able to get it, and the the coaches have been able to give him something. Watson is, I mean, we've only seen two good games. I mean, it's it's still, I mean, I've seen I've seen even shorter careers than than what he's put up. So, <laughs> uh, anything else before we move to the tight ends? No, let's keep it moving here. So we've got the man, the myth, the legend, Travis Kelsey, of course, a whopping 32 points. I think that was second amongst all players in fantasy points this week. Austin Hooper, Jawan Johnson, Pat Fermuth, and Dawson Knox. So real quick, I just want to tell this Kelsey story. I was talking to Lance about this sometime last week. Uh, I had... I had two teams where I picked number one, basically. And that's our team that me and Lance share, and then another team. These teams are very similar. Um, the big difference between the, this team that I have with Lance and the other one is Kelsey. So real quick, both teams have Jonathan Taylor. They both have Saquon. They both have Cortland Sutton, and they both have Damian Pierce. We're five and five or five and six now because we're about to lose this week. That's the team without Travis Kelsey. The other team has the most points of that league and we're in second. And somehow we lost this week with even Travis Kelsey going off for 30 something points. Really? Yes. And that's that the one week when he had like 40 points and he had like three touchdowns, that was like, I don't know, week three or four, mm-hmm. we lost that week as well somehow. <laughs> like, I don't know how Travis Kelsey has the best, you know, games and we still lose. But my point I just wanted to throw out there is the difference, obviously, between a number one or number two team with the same players as this team that's, you know, middle of the pack is it's Travis Kelsey. Kelsey. Yeah. So something to keep in mind next year. You know, obviously, Mark Andrew had a good year last year, and he was worth the conversation and the debate of being up there with Kelsey. But I don't know. Kelsey just gets it done. And next year, it's either I'm drafting Travis Kelsey, you know, if, you know, he, if it allows, or I'm not going to draft the tight end until way late. Yeah, I'm thinking um, like 10, 10 round plus. I'm not even thinking about yeah. it. Yeah. If I'm not getting, because like for me, like if I'm not getting Travis or Mark Andrews, because I think Mark Andrews still is a top two. Um, I think he gives you more. He does give you um, consistency through the throughout the throughout the year. Um, but like, like come on, like before you got hurt, you know, you know, from week one, I say to like week six, right? 10, 28, 28, He had a bad game at Buffalo for three. 22, 26, and then when he got hurt, like he had that shoulder injury, he had like 0.4 and 6, and then he missed the two games. And then he came back for 12. You know, he's top two. You know, it's, it's, it's easy to see. But besides that, everybody else, you know, I was talking to a friend of mine on Sunday. He's like, it's a crapshoot. You know, like Austin Hooper, he's on waiver wires, you know, on most, in most leagues. He had a lucky two touchdown game against um, uh, to, to Green Bay, right? Pat Primer, mm-hmm. you know, he was one of the guys that we wanted to draft him, but the quarterback play hasn't been so good. Um, he had 
a good you know eight yards and he had 12 12 uh targets but um eight eight catches for 79 yards dawson knox he was supposed to be the number three tight end coming in this year or number four depending on the cal pitts haters um he came out of nowhere <laughs> he came out of nowhere with seven receptions for uh 70 yards no touchdowns dewan johnson i dropped him literally on sunday for some reason to pick up someone else but you know he's been he came on late he you know one touchdown three receptions for 47 yards mark andrews again consistent 12 points logan thomas comes out of nowhere ty higby you know he had four for 45 but then the list just gets thinner and thinner and thinner and you're looking at him like uh he might be good Cole Komet, <laughs> we're going to be speaking of him in, in the dust right <laughs> he he yeah. com- he comes back down to earth you know with his three three uh receptions 35 yards right so so on Schultz, you know some people always want to put him out there for you know a, a nice consistent game can't do it i can go on and on and on with tight ends and it's just a shame because i think it's just the way the league is going like you know how you know there have been stages of the league you know it used to be a run heavy uh, type of league running backs used to be so dominant. Um, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Then we started getting these West Coast guys, these flashy guys, and next thing you know, wide receivers used to be a thing. And you know, nobody does a two tight end set anymore, like that that uh, Patriots stamped on. You know, so for me, tight ends is just it's just a crapshoot. Every time you look at it between the top two, it's just a crapshoot. Wayne, anything to add on tight ends or just any of these studs? No, uh, that's exactly my my thought. That's what I was saying in the pre in the preseason. Is unless it's Kelsey, I don't want to hear about anybody until the later rounds. If, it, if they're not in the double digits, it better be Kelsey because he's the only one consistently scoring in the double digits. So you either drafting a double digits or you're drafting in the double digits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Duds time. Time to hit the panic button if need be. So, and I might have missed a couple here, but quarterbacks Jared Goff and Kirk Cousins. Um, anyone else, I believe? Not, you know, not anyone. Any, anyone of relevant. Not included. Anymore. No, it's not really like I can't even put golf there because I, I'm not starting golf week to week. You know, like it's it's cousins. Allen is um, Allen's dealing with the elbow, um, which is really hindering, and you see it is visible. Um, cousins, he just had a bad game. Um, I felt he fell asleep um, on the plane. <laughs> He couldn't throw. He couldn't throw anymore. He had too much chains on him before he before the game. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. The, the, those two are just. That was crazy. Yeah, same. Golf is the only one that's. If you've got them in, this should give you a reason why you shouldn't have them in. <laughs> All right, let's go to the running backs. We'll keep it moving here. Um, you got Barkley who should have had a good game. I think the Lions give up a lot to the run. I can't remember. I think he had a high projection this uh, game. Um, Mixon, I believe he's dealing with a concussion, and that's some of the reason why P. Ryan got a lot of the goal line work. And, you know, if you put up 37 points and have a 67 – uh, combined total in a game, you would hope that your starting running back went off, you know. Um, Chubb, Pierce, Drake, Foreman, Sanders, and Henderson. So there's some big, you know, higher round names on here. Barkley, Mixon, Cook, Chubb. Even the guy, even Pierce, who was very, you know, effective as of late, and it turned out to be a good draft pick. So, are we hitting the panic button on any of those guys I mentioned? Cook, probably not so much, because like Booz mentioned before, it was a bad game, and they only scored three points, so. Um, Yeah, I'm concerned with Pierce. Pierce has had 
some iffy games. He's also had some fumble issues. Um, I don't know if he's just hit a midseason wall. Uh, he is a rookie. That is one thing to keep in mind. Um, but also, it's, it is a little concerning that he's just not what he was earlier on in the season. Sanders, I mean, that's what Sanders was going to be. Uh, you're in that offense. Somebody's vulturing somebody at some point. Either Hertz is taking it or Sanders is taking it. Yeah, I feel the same way. I mean, also, I don't, I don't know why this is, is a thing, but if if um, Jalen Hurts is not running the ball first for like the first five rushes, Sanders not being involved in the rushing game. It's it's it's, it's truly a shame because he's just being wasted over there. I feel like, um, but. He continues to be in the duds, I think, because of the fact that, like like Lance just said, if, um, if Jalen Hurts is not rushing in for a touchdown, and sometimes it is Sanders, and other times it's he's just rushing around to find someone open in the end zone, right? So, for that being said, Sanders is just for me. I, again, he's another starter I have. He's, I thought he was going to be a nice RB two, just didn't work out. Pierce, I think, um, again, Lance uh, spoke on it. He's a rookie, you know, he's, you know, he was coming on, um, took the offense, you know, started running offense. Now he's now the, the whole Texans um, uh, team's not really good. So <clears throat> um, he's just in that mode of not, not being good. Offensive line's not playing well. He's not getting the huge rushes that we saw, you know, a couple weeks ago, you know, three, four weeks in a row. Uh, am I worried about him? He, I think he does have, also have a tough schedule coming up, um, but he's the number one over there, right? So um, he's is a hit or miss. I think Kendrick Drake and uh, Barkley are the ones I'm really kind of you know if I have a panic level, probably like a five six, and just because this man called Daniel Jones, I don't know why he loves to do it, but if he's close. He says, I'm not, hey, coach, I know you're calling the play for Saquon, but I'm running it. <laughs> I don't care what you say. <laughs> I, don't care, I don't care what you say. I'm taking it. I'm taking off. Okay. Um, Vultured one from, uh, from um, this is my better um, uh, anger coming out. Vultured one from Saquon in the first quarter. Um, Should have had a second one, and I think he overthrew him, something like that. Um, I don't know. He's just, Saquon was coming up, and then I think he hit the top of the top of the ride, and is now coming back down. All right, we've got some wide receivers here. Uh, Justin Jefferson, product of the game. C.D. Lamb, he does this where he kind of just disappears. A.J. Brown, two games in a row. Uh, D.J. Moore is on here. I had faith in him, so I, I don't know. He just ended up on this list. He had decent games, and now here he is again. DuVernay, who was now the number one in Baltimore after the – oh, my gosh, his name's slipping away. Um, Bateman got hurt and is done for the season. Mike Williams got hurt, and then there's a couple other guys. You can kind of say Scary Terry, but, you know, he was – above half of the points he was expected. Tooney, I think, got injured, but had a goose egg. Uh, Deontay Johnson. So, A.J. Brown, you guys, a little worried here? Two bad games in a row after that monster game, like, four weeks ago? Um, I'm not worried about A.J. Brown, only because last game he had a bad game because he um, literally almost uh, broke his ankle on a route. Um, so, you know, he was limping the whole time. This past week, I mean, he's going against a, a great defense in the Colts. He just got shut down. Um, I think we were just talking about his schedule next week. Um, well, it's it? three weeks in a row. Three weeks in a row. Because without the, without the touchdown in Houston, he didn't have but five points. He had 13 with the touchdown. So the, he had seven points outside of the touchdown. Oh, that I mean, was the that guy. Was, that was the um the Smith game that he the Smith went off on that game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is concerning, but it's only concerning if you if you 
took this guy in the second, third round, which most people did. Um, look, don't get me wrong. He's going to have those blowout games like he did at Pittsburgh or the first game of the season in Detroit. Yeah. Where he had 155 yards and no touchdowns, but he put up 20 points because he had 10 catches for 155 yards. But the, the Eagles offense is such, such that if, if they're covering Brown, they'll go to Smith. If they're covering Smith. They go to Brown. Hertz will be running it. If yeah. Hertz is got a QB spy, he's dumping it off or handing it off to Sanders. Um, they're going to try and move the ball however they can get it. Uh, kind of like the Dolphins, right? If they're going to go off against the, good pass defense expect those running backs and they've got two of them to pick up that slack so it's just a product of having a mobile quarterback having a game plan that's able to to shift and you can see what happens when you don't have a game plan that just shifts and you got minnesota minnesota putting up three points and disappearing um anyone else i mentioned you guys worried about i'm not really too worried a lot of these guys have been on this list more than once. Moore, Devernay, Williams. Williams, however, is hurt. Uh, that's one thing to keep in mind. Yeah. D.D. Lamb, you said he does this all the time. That's not something I want to hear about from a wide receiver I'm taking at the end of the first round, beginning of the second round. Um, Justin Jefferson, look, he had a dud earlier on in the season, too. It's just, I think that's just life with Kirk Cousins, to be honest. All right. Tight ends. We got Schultz, Njoku, Hurst, and Conklin. Uh, just double check if there's any more. I'm just going to save you the time. I'm not talking about any of these guys. The whole position of tight ends are duds. Besides, <laughs> besides Mark, I'm just, uh, it's just the truth. Besides uh, Mark Andrews and um, Travis Kelsey. There's no point in part talking about them. It's it's it really is painful trying to figure out what matchup is going to work, what matchup is going to be in the favor of a tight end to even get five to ten points. You know, this is just it's painful. It's not fun. <laughs> With that being said, I can dig it. So speaking of matchups, let's go right into the starts and sits. Uh, Ooze, why don't you go first? Go through your starts and sits, and Lance, you can wrap it up. Uh, remember, everyone, Thanksgiving games. Set your lineups early. Set your lineups and then early. Everyone man. is playing. I got. I go got, got burned from Josh Reynolds being in my lineup. <laughs> I, I don't think I was going to win that game, anyways. No I, no, I think it was. Oh no! Well, Mike Williams got hurt. Oh Lord, I'm just, I'm just in my woes. Um, so, <laughs> um, starts, um, Justin Herbert, um, I know a lot of people, I've, I've been getting a lot of trade, trade, uh, offers and, uh, with him in there, people weren't, people were, um, really down on him because he wasn't producing like he wa- were like last year, you know, constantly being over 275 yards, at least two tutties, uh, to production this year has been very low. Granted. Um, he he is missing key key parts of his offense. We talked about it earlier. Austin Eckler has been hurt in and out of uh, lineup. Mike Williams has been in and out of lineup. Keenan he didn't he he didn't have Keenan Allen. Uh, the last time he played with Keenan Allen was in preseason, right? Um, so now that all three were back um, yesterday, Mike Williams for a minute limited time, you can see how he you know he moved the offense a lot better. Um, was comfortable throwing to his receivers, even though Josh Palmer uh, came on um, really well with with his um, production. You know, not nine for one hundred nine and two touchdowns. Um, I think going forward, Keenan Allen is going to get more touches because his pitch count is going to increase um, because they're trying to manage this uh, hamstring of his main our breast sticks. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> that being said. Uh, I think Justin Herbert going against the Cardinals um, in Arizona is going to be a good game for him. Come for him to have another 280-yard game with two touchdowns. Hopefully no interceptions at the end of the game for some stupid reason like he did last uh, last night. Um, going forward, now my running back, Najee Harris. Um, 
for me, he's going against um, the Colts defense, yes. But I would say the Colts defense is very vulnerable late in the game. Come for him to come out for a 60-yard, 80-yard game, maybe have two touchdowns in this game. Maybe have two touchdowns in the game. For some reason, we love to give up the yards, and then they started having a good run balance with Kenny Pickett. Um, I think he's going to be a sneaky start. I know people are starting to flex him slash drop him. Um, so I think he's going to be a sneaky start, and you're going to pay out for that. First, I just talked about another Chargers wide receiver, Josh Palmer. Uh, Mike Williams is out. Probably for the rest of the season. Um, Josh Palmer came in, did a heck of a job um, at the at the X X spot. Again, he had uh, eight receptions, 106 yards, and two touchdowns. Can't beat it. You know, 40 point game. I think it's going to happen again. And probably for the rest of the season with Keenan Allen being in the lineup. Um, going on to the sits. Uh, no, sorry. Um, tight tight ends. Don't like the position this year. It's just not being really utilized in, at any quarterback level, um, at any team. But Todd Higby, um, Mike Stafford is, is hurt again. He came in too early. I think it was a back or so back to the concussion again, um, or for a tackle. Um, come in, start of on on name quarterback that we never know they came from. You know the G League of basketball. Don't know, but <laughs> that being said, uh, his best his best friend is, has to be the tight end, the check down tight end, and f- have that be uh, Tyler Higby. Um, sits. If they're this week, they're resting. Um, uh, Kyle Murray, Colt McCoy is starting again. If he if they start him next week, it's automatically a sit because it's, it's going to be the same thing that happened with Max Stafford. Easily easily uh, can be re-injured, being rushed back after two weeks of being resting because last week, oh well, this past week, um, it was a game time decision for Max Stafford. They decided to put him in, and guess what? He only lasted two quarters, I believe, before he got re-injured. So Kyler is a definitely set for me. You got to wait at least another week um, for him to get fully healthy, maybe at least 75 to 80% healthy. Sits, Josh Jacob. Um, if it's if it ain't Devontae Adams, it ain't nobody else. Okay? Um, but that being said, uh, the Raiders are going against the Seahawks, which, uh, you know, we're going to talk about Seahawks and uh, my man Lance's uh, starts and sits, but the defense is playing really well, coming off a bye week, going to prepare for them, um, and they're going to shut him down because <laughs> I don't think Josh Jacobs is that good. I think he's going to be gone. Yeah, I think he, him and Zeke are one or two running backs are going to have a new home next year. Um, sits. Hate to say it, Michael Pittman Jr. Ain't the same Michael Pittman Jr. as last year. Again, different quarterback. Had a hot start, um, but hasn't had a touchdown in five to six weeks, I believe. I haven't looked it up. Um, but Matt Rye's new favorite new target is um, Paris Campbell. Michael Pittman is, is there, not getting any um, really uh, red zone targets. Um, that being said, he's going to be a good sit for this week going against the uh, Steelers. Um, last but not least, another tight end, Hayden Hurst. Just sit him. He's another. Just if if you can sit all the tight ends. Go ahead, Lance. All right, yeah. So going into this week, um, Gina Smith was off last week. Many people are going to forget about him. Uh, he's coming back this week to play, playing against Las Vegas. That defense is very very vulnerable. Um, so he's a start for this week, right? Yeah, so if you're looking for somebody who who needs to come in and take over for one of your quarterbacks who's going to have a bad matchup or or are injured and playing against the team that's just not going to be a great uh, match for them that week, look for Geno Smith if he's available in your league. Um, running backs. Miami is playing Houston. Houston's got a great defensive team for the pass, but for the most part, they've been wide open for the run. 
this is a similar situation to when the Dolphins played the Jets, right? It didn't slow down their offense from scoring, but they were scoring a different way. Both running backs went off. Um, uh, the running back they got from the 49ers at the trade deadline and also Mostert. Both of them went off for 16 and 18 points apiece. They both ended up with touchdowns, receiving shutdowns, coming out of the backfield. Look for that to happen again. They're going to be running the ball. They're going to be catching the ball out of the backfield. Tua's not going to take a lot of running yards uh, away from those running backs. So if they're playing a, a stuffed out defense, look for that to happen. That means Tyree Hill is probably going to have a downturn in production or Waddle. But what we did notice is when they played the Jets, one of those receivers still went off, not both of them. So the last time it was Hill, I'm not going to take a, a bet on which one's going to be down. Uh, most people are going to start Hill and Waddle no matter what. They're the number one receiver likely on your team. As for a starting wide receiver, if you're looking for somebody to put in, Christian Watson, um, we were kind of down on him last week, whether or not he would put it together. Um, but another week and another multi-TD week. Uh, he caught two-thirds of his passes this time. It wasn't as bad as only half of them. So he had four of six. He still only put up um, about half a hundy in yardage, but he had two touchdowns. What that's going to show to us is that Aaron Rodgers is getting comfortable with him around the goal line. So whereas other quarterbacks are getting comfortable with tight ends around the goal line, he's getting comfortable with Watson. If he's still in there, most of the receivers are still injured. Look for him to still be in the game plan. And if Aaron Rodgers has a, a say in it, if they haven't benched him for the rest of the season, then he's likely going to be in there. A quarterback to stay away from this week, Justin Fields. Not only was he hurt right in his day-to-day, he's playing against the Jets. And the Jets' defense is not exactly easy, especially for a thrown quarterback or even a mobile quarterback. So don't look for him to be able to do everything against the Jets that he's been doing against the Miami defense, which is very porous, or any of the other teams that he played in the last three weeks. Uh, he's injured, which means if he even gets in there and he catches the, the, the field the wrong way, he injures that shoulder again, he's likely out of the game. So it's just too much risk with the quarterback. Not that you benching him is actually going to keep him out of the game and keep him healthy, but at least they'll help you in your fantasy points. Another sit. My running back is Travis Etney. Playing against the Baltimore defense, it's not going to be an easy task for them. They're also probably going to need to pass the ball to get in um, get in front of Baltimore. Baltimore's offense needs to get their act together and figure out what's going on. They had a terrible showing against Carolina this past week. Um, there's really nobody to throw to outside of Mark Andrews there for, for uh, Lamar Jackson. So unless he's going to throw the ball and run down there and catch it himself, it's really just going to be another slugfest. I don't see Etney being able to actually run that ball for them. My wide receiver sit, Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson's going to be my sit. He's still playing with Zach Wilson, and we know what happened this past week. He doesn't think he let the defense down. And so if that's the way he's acting after losing the game in which they had what was it? 2.7 inches oh per God. play per, in the second play. half? Yep. 2.7 inches. I mean, <laughs> I don't want to hear that it was cold outside. That is just too short on every play in the in the, uh, in the second half. I know New England's a, a tough defense against the rookie quarterback. I know New England's a tough defense no matter what. I have them in fantasy. Um, but that's still... Uh, there's no excuse for that. And uh, really the weakest link there is Zach Wilson. Um, and so unless Garrett Wilson comes up with a, a, a way to get someone to come out of retirement and throw him footballs, there's not going to be a change there for him. And this week's not going to be any better. And my sit, I'm going with TJ Hawkinson this week. I don't like the way he's been used in that offense. I don't like the way he's been integrated at all. I, in fact, I would be surprised if they gave him a playbook. Um, I, I just don't. <laughs> if they they spend a lot of capital to trade for the guy, and, and they're just not utilizing him quickly enough. Um, and and it's not just that he played against Dallas, and Dallas just tore everybody apart last week. He wasn't doing well 
so far in that uniform. Um, it, it's just not great for him. So he's my sit at tight end. I'm a little bit more pragmatic. Um, I don't think every tight end is a sit, but at least Hawkinson is. Well, outstanding, guys. We made it through. That is our show. A big rant on tight ends. Remember this going into next year, but we'll be there to you know remind you as well. And any last thoughts before we get out of here? My next band of fantasy settings are getting rid of tight ends. Or what? Getting rid of tight ends. <laughs> no more kickers. He's gonna no, flex that position. Yep, no more kickers. No more defenses. No more tight ends. You can flex tight ends in anywhere you want to. Flex them all. <laughs> they need to do what they do with um, FFPC. Tight end premium, 1.5 reception for tight end. It got to be something, but, I mean, we can only hope and pray sometimes, right? All right, guys. Well, tune in next week. Remember, social media. We're on all platforms. Uh, Instagram, Facebook. Twitter. Uh, so we gotta get someone to do our Twitch and do our YouTube and not Twitch, TikTok. And that's it. That's our show. We're going live. <laughs> nah, maybe. Who knows? We'll see what happens. But it's been real from the Rustle. Peace out.